Welcome to season two of the Pines and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. This show understands that there is quite a bit of diversity amongst the body of Christ. So we operate according to the motto that certain things are fixed, like the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. What is... What is cracking beer lovers? <laughs> What's up? Your your mic wasn't in front of your face yet, and so I was like, "Oh wait, maybe I started a little bit too early." Oh but no, we're good. We're all good. good. Anyways, let's talk about some beer. Let's talk about some beer. I want you to go first, actually. Okay, so um, I was interested in that. This is. You said this was by. No. I didn't say the brewery on that one. Mm. Well, apparently it's Stesty. <laughs> Stesty Brewing. S-T-E-S-T-I. Um, in Love Lady, Texas. That's right. Love Lady. Do you know where Love Lady is? It, I know, like, I've heard it. I just can't place it on a map. I don't know where it is. Um, I'm going to have to look it up. But I'm gonna look it up. this is... Their pre-prohibition light pilsner. I'm not sure what makes it pre-prohibition. Um, I have no idea. It's only 3.7% ABV. So, Oh, it's in Houston County. Like, way, like, um, northeast. Oh, okay. So... Directly north of here. Yeah, so it says it's not filtered. It's just beer, traditional, old-world brewing, Texas-style beer. Mm. Um, it says, using a recipe dating from the, the late 1800s, this Pilsner is light and softly hopped with saws for easy drinking. There you go. Uh, oh, this brew is dedicated to those early Czech immigrants to Texas, mostly farmers. They settle in small communities throughout the great state. Cheers to those lucky, those souls lucky enough to commute to work on a tractor. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm here for this because you know what else the Czechs gave us? Kolaches. Right. Yep. So I have the Brew Sanity from Carbach, a Houston brewery. Um, it is a golden strong ale. Um, it is 8.5% drink responsibly. Um, 35 IBUs. Um, I always love this recycled. Damn it. Like that, I, that's that. I was, the I was literally Carbach. It's very consistent and I love it is the recycled. Damn it. On I, every can. I was literally um, sitting here going, okay, I got to find an appropriate space to be able to say that my favorite thing about Carbach is that on every can they produce, it <laughs> says recycled. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, brewed with honey. Ooh. Um, it says, step right up and see the amazing force and powerful punch of flavors behind Bruce Sanity Golden Strong Ale. Insanely delicious and incredibly bold. This Belgian-style ale boasts clean malt flavors with a touch of wildflower honey combined with spicy and fruity aromatics, leading to a refreshingly dry finish. Its size uh, commands the attention of its audience and offers a delightful departure from the ordinary. 
I'm kind of interested. That's dope. You ready? Yep. Cheers. Cheers. It's hard for me to smell right now because I'm getting over COVID and my nose is all stopped up. Oh, that's really good. It's definitely a Belgian style ale, um, but it kind of gives me more like Bavarian vibes. Um, like Bavarian style ales, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. And I like that style. Yeah. Um, I like it. I'm seven, 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 probably. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is kind of unique. Definitely. I get what they mean by old world style. It's not filtered. Um, a lot more yeast flavor in yeah. it than you would have in a filtered beer. Nice. A um, lot more hop flavor than you would normally have in a Pilsner. Um, highly carbonated like you would expect in a Pilsner. Um, I wonder what it would do in a glass. I don't know. But um, it it's just standard for what it's doing. Uh, it's good. 6.8. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Really good, kind of. It is what it says it is. <coughs> then can't, can't, can't really ask, ask for, much, for more. much more. Can't ask for if, much more. If than you that. think you would like it, I think you probably really would. Yeah, it it's uh, it it, it drew my eye that the tractor juice thing just yeah. drew my eye, and I was like, yeah, "That's yeah. good branding. Let's try it." <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The so, tractor juice by Stetsy. Stetsy. I guess is how you pronounce that. I don't know. Um, there we go. Well done, Stetsy. Yes, and well done, Carbuck. Like always, love everything you guys do, typically. Uh, good job, damn it. Good job, damn it. Make some damn good beer. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> um, we have already talked about Revelation in, yeah. like quite a bit. Revelation is the last series we ended the year with. And we um, used this book as a reference. Yeah, I think we did. Um, and that, well, maybe not in the podcast, but I think I used it in part of my prep. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, it. W so we're only going to spend one episode on this. We don't really need to spend a whole lot of time here, I don't think. Um, you can go find the two or three other episodes that we did. Um on Revelation, they were in December of 2021. Um, so we're just going to hit a few things here from Randy and Ben um, that I think is helpful. Um, but basically, you have two types of Revelation. You have general Revelation and special Revelation. General Revelation, also known as natural Revelation. Which, also known as natural theology. Right. Um, so, which also known as theology from below, if you've also been following true. along the whole kind of process here. Um, so general revelation are just general revealings of God, mm -hmm. most commonly thought to be creation. Right. Um, special revelation is about God's action mm -hmm. in revealing himself in the world. 
Um, so pretty much everything else yeah. is special revelation. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I personally... I think I probably do more theology from below than I do theology from above. You think so? If you were going to force me to pick a side, I think that's probably how I do it. Yeah. Um, whether I mean to or not, you know, I've never really stopped and thought about that. Um, but for me personally... I think I do more theology from below than I do theology from above. Um, I think I'm the opposite. You do more theology from above? I think so. Interesting. Just like in a natural way, that's just the way my brain does it. <clears throat> and I think that goes back to lots of things, how we were raised, how we were taught. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that may, that may not be true for me because I judge everything according to Jesus, right. which he would be theology from above, right? literally. <laughs> um so maybe that's not true but i do a ton of theology from below right um like a ton uh, but i'm also a panentheist so that it kind of forces you to do theology from below that way well but also it, in a weird way theology from above too because it's creation and it's like yeah it, it it's kind of creates this weird little it does create this weird kind of um, not really dichotomy, but this blend of things. Well, it's this like catch twenty two. Yeah. Um, where you kind of live in this perpetual circle of both of them. Yeah. Which honestly is probably how we should live. Um. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think I do a great job of balancing that. Mm -hmm. I definitely think I probably spend too much time doing theology from below. Um. I, I definitely don't. I don't do enough theology from below. I don't think you don't do enough. I don't think so. Some would say you shouldn't do any. Right. Uh, I just disagree with that. Carl Bart, one of those that would say you shouldn't do that. Carl Bart is absolutely one of those that says you shouldn't do that. But, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and hey, man, Carl's great for a lot of things. He did what he needed to do. He accomplished his goal. That's just not one of the things I uh, find him uh, to be helpful on. Um. So then you have special revelation, which is really what everybody wants to talk about because it's everything else. Yeah, it's more interesting conversation. Yeah. Uh, have we ever done like a, an episode like on the theology of creation? Mm, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember if we did it on this podcast. I We've know talked we, about creation. I know we did a series on... Um, let's talk about creation. Okay, was it on Let's Talk? Pretty sure. Um we have never done a series or an episode on this podcast about creation. We should do that. Well, you'll get some in here because the next chapter is God in the world mm -hmm. in which they talk about transcendence and right. eminence and um, creation. Right. So you'll get some of that. Um, when we finish this series, we're going to do kind of a two-part series. Um they're going to be two independent series, but they're going to be together as one series, and it's going to be heaven and hell. Mm. And we're going to do eschatology. 
We're going to do afterlife. We're going to jump into the book of Revelation. We're going to do it all. All right. That sounds very fun. Um, that's a little bit of a diversion. but Well, creation will come up in that one as well. Okay. Got you. Heaven. Oh, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I really understand, but fair enough. Like, no, I'm kidding. Um, but, okay. So, we have talked about spe- special revelation at length at this point. Um, you can go and look and listen to our other podcasts. Um, and we've also talked about some of these other things, but they kind of break this down, um, special revelation in a way like in the, the, the threefold word of God is what they, or is what they've titled this. And they talk about it as incarnation, inspiration, and proclamation. And so, um, we, we're going to talk, I'm assuming you plan on talking about inspiration quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. Okay. The most important thing that we need to remember before we get into this conversation, though, is that Jesus is the center, right, of of these three things, right? Jesus is the center of the conversation. He is the center of why we exist. Um, and I loved what they said here about this. The revelation of God in Christ coheres with the written revelation in Scripture, but just as we would rather be with the person we are dating than just read a letter from them. The presence of God on earth demonstrates his heart for the world in a way writings could not. In other words, we could have Christianity without the Bible, but we could not have Christianity without Jesus. He's the center. That is the incarnation piece. That is the thing that we need to keep in mind as we continue. Yeah. I think that that is just vitally important. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, Jesus himself is a form of special revelation, right? Like you might say that he's the ultimate right special revelation. Sure. Um so this threefold word of God language comes from Martin Luther and Karl mm. Barth. Um, that's where Ben and Randy are stealing it from. Mm. Uh, Karl Barth then later begins to work with it um, after Martin Luther. And Karl Barth, the reason that's important is because when we talk about special revelation, immediately people always want to jump to the Bible. Right. Karl Barth actually changes that. Karl Barth didn't want us to think of the Bible as revelation. Um, Or, let me say, rather, he didn't want us saying that the Bible was revelation. He, excuse me, um, preferred to use the idea that it was um, the record of revelation the recording of revelation, the witness Mm. of revelation, because the ultimate revelation is is Jesus. Jesus. Right. Um, Now he didn't get rid of inspiration or anything like that. Well, I was about to say, if you, if you go there, you kind of have to get rid of inspiration. No, he didn't get rid of inspiration. Uh, He still believed in inspiration. He just wanted a distinction from thinking that the Bible was the same thing as Jesus himself. Okay. 
Do you not think that that's how you were told when you were a kid? That if you want to meet Jesus, you do it through the Bible because that's where Jesus is now? I guess I don't know. I guess I've never broken that down. I don't know. That's how I viewed it. You meet I mean, Jesus in the Bible. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody in our circles make that joke, the meme, or meme-worthy joke now? Um, I hear people say all the time, this is like a preacher joke. I hear people say all the time, I can't hear from God. Why isn't God speaking to me? And their Bible's closed. Oh, yeah. That's literally telling you that you find Jesus in the Bible. Yeah. Um. I guess I always felt like I had a little bit more personal thing that was outside of the Bible, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird in that way. It, I just, I don't feel like that was my experience, really. It could also be because you were not exposed to evangelical culture at the breadth that I have been, maybe just because I've studied more. Yeah, maybe I've, that's true. And I went to seminary, I met a lot of people, and so it could just be that I have, like, a, a broader understanding of all of evangelicals that's uh, very, shortcomings. That's very possible. Whereas you could just be working off your own actual experience. Yeah. Whereas our parents had the most influence on that, and yeah. they really did value. They were good Baptists in this way. They yeah. valued the personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but all of that to say, I agree with Clayton's point, and actually Randy and Ben's point. They begin, um. The Word of God section, the Jesus section in this threefold Word of God, when considering the priority of Revelation, the central location is not the Bible, but Jesus, but Jesus Christ Himself. Yes, that. Yeah, like Jesus is it. Jesus is the center, dude. You like, said it. That that is all that matters in this entire world and in our face is that Jesus is the center of it. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yep. Would not be a Christian without Jesus. Like literally would not be here without him. So this is what I was talking about earlier for Carl Bart, rather than calling scripture revelation as if it were on equal level to Christ, he preferred to describe the Bible as a witness to revelation. That is scripture tells the story of Jesus well, we affirm the relative priority that Bart gives to Christ in the Bible. We still use the direct language of revelation for scripture. I don't. I say that it's the record of revelation. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think it should be considered the same thing as Jesus, who is called the word right. in John one. Right. Um, so I call it the record of revelation. Um I do still think it is revelatory though because it speaks to right. revelation. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Well, the recordings of Jesus' life, if they are revelation, right? Then it containing those the, and the, the only way of, that those are contained. Well, and I'm, I was even trying to go as far as like, but Paul's letters. But even then, it's still a recording of revelation you know um i think i could get there well it's still and no matter what even if you look at the old testament you're like okay well what if there's no jesus in that well i mean but it's god the, still it's the himself. record of how god has revealed himself and interacted with the world yeah um how do you know that god appeared to moses in the burning bush because we were told it 
because it was recorded as record of revelation. Yeah, we we read it. It's a, <laughs> it's in the book. It's in the Bible. Like that. It's in the book. Yeah. So, fair enough. I do think the better way to talk about it is record of revelation. Mm. Um, I think that's fair. Now people get really weird about it because you're like, you don't think the Bible's revelation? Well, actually, no. I don't. I personally think the Bible's inspired, and if you're going to force me into a conversation about revelation and inspiration being synonymous, then okay, fine. I believe the Bible's revelation. But if I get to build my own categories, and I'm a good postmodern, so I do, um, (laughs) the Bible can be inspired without being revelation. Again, this is Pines and Perspectives. If you disagree, that's cool. We welcome that. Nobody's telling you what to believe here. Yeah. We're just just telling telling you you what what we believe. I believe. Yeah. And telling you, um, honestly, a pretty conservative approach to all of these understandings of theology, Mm. of which I am far left, like far more left than this. So I love, I mean, Ben Blackwell, when I was going through my divorce and I was like in the thick of it, he was there for you. Yeah, yeah, he he was one of the first people that I told. Yeah. Uh, so very dear friend of mine. I love him greatly. But yeah, I'm going to disagree with him. Yeah. Um, Which, that's okay. Dude, what did we just say? Challenging our own perspectives and narratives is, is the, the beauty of reading. Go listen to yesterday's episode of Practicing Presence if you haven't heard it yet. Uh, let's talk. I'm sorry. Let's talk. Yep. Yes. My bad. Now, let's talk about this, which Clayton, I'm not sure, we won't talk about it long, but the third, the third part, because we did talk about the Bible, yeah. Um, and if you don't know, we do have an entire series dedicated to the Bible and narrative theology on this podcast yeah, that you can go listen to. You can go to. check our backlog. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram. At Pastor Cullen, because I'm about to put out some Bible content um, related to inerrancy and infallibility and the problems that I see with those narratives, um, the problems they create, those kinds of things, if you're interested in that conversation. Um, The third category is Word of God Proclaimed. Yeah. um, Which you and I had a conversation off air about this. Yeah. Yeah. about whether or not preaching preaching slash teaching yes is special revelation because it questions whether or not God is revealed right I 1000% say yes yeah they are inspired they God is revealed in those moments through faithful interpretation of the text right and dedication to formidable living as a Christian. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. In my deconstruction, I kind of struggled with that for a minute, Um, or at least with what was written here. Um, Because what they say is, for the most part, Christians do not consider preaching and tradition to be special revelation because preachers and teachers are not, quote, inspired in the way that biblical writers were. Keep reading, though. Yeah. However, the Holy Spirit does continue to act through those who communicate the truth of Scripture. The 
Preachers and teachers are fallible, but to the extent that they faithfully exposit the truth of Scripture through the Spirit, they are communicating the Word of God to a contemporary world. The meaning of Scripture is not always self-evident, so it must be interpreted. The relationship between Scripture and interpretation is complex. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so it's funny, actually. I underlined mm. that sentence that you almost skipped. Well, I, I had a question mark at the top. Like, I read the paragraph, and I was like, yeah, I see this, but I still got questions. Yeah. Um, because in my deconstruction and in my brain of, like, not believing in the infallibility of Scripture um, and the biblical authors, I then had, had to ask the question, well, what makes the biblical author is any different than what I have to say about God, you know, and the way yeah. he's revealed himself to me. Um, and so like, well, isn't that okay. So let me say this and this is what we'll end with, but isn't that what the biblical authors are doing? Yeah. They are telling you how God has revealed himself slash herself to them, to them. Yeah. Now that's exactly what they're doing. And that's exactly what we do right. when we teach and preach. I will say, difference, don't hear me saying yeah, that. The difference is in the authority of Scripture. Correct. The difference is in the authority and the weight that it carries, not in the way that it happens. Right. Um, I think it would be hubris of me to think that I receive the same level of inspiration that Paul received. Right. Um <clears throat> But I don't, let me say. But we're also good Baptists. We believe in priesthood of all believers, too. So well, like, we do. And so that's what I'm saying. I, if I don't receive the same level of inspiration that Paul received, right. it's not because it's not available to me. Right. It's because my dumb self ain't done enough to, yeah, ain't, ain't done enough communicating with the Lord to receive <laughs> that level of inspiration. You're not in that level of your sanctification or deification. Or, I'm not or at that you, place in my deification journey. You're, you're just not there. Yeah. Right. But it's not because it's not available, if that yeah, makes sense. I, I think that that's a fair way to say it. I think if, if we are to do greater things than Jesus did, then... Why couldn't we communicate things better than Paul did? Like, walk me, tell me the lie, show me the lie. Also, do you not think we communicate things better than Paul did? I think we communicate things better to a certain generation and culture than Paul does. Do you think Paul looks at us and goes, man, I really wish (laughs) I could have said what y'all said about abolishing slavery? Do you not think Paul yeah. looks at what we say and goes, man, I really wish that I could have been so vocal in proclaiming that, yes, men and women are equal. Right. Um, I think there's lots of stuff that, me personally, I think Paul would look down and go, hey, I was speaking for the other of my world, mm. but the other of your world is LGBTQ. Yeah. Y'all do, like, y'all need to be speaking into that. Like, I think there's lots of things that we communicate better than Paul himself did, even on topics that Paul himself was discussing. Well, just it's because the, the, 
the kind of communication a has changed right and also we're taking what paul said and expounding on it right like and that's yeah. that's what scripture is right like we all of all of the letters all of paul's letters is building off of the old testament and jesus mm-hmm. right he's taking that and using those as his basis yep all we're doing is using him as a basis for some of our stuff and also using Jesus in the Old Testament, right? Like we're taking the, the, the whole large narrative of scripture and expounding on it and communicating things in a different way. If you're communicating something that is relevant to the work of the Holy Spirit and relevant to who Jesus is, you can't tell me that it's not inspired. Thanks for listening to the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.